0: We are SC podcast pregame edition. Uh, Utah Utes coming to town on Saturday, and uh, this is a game that will set the tone for the final half of the season, and uh, more than likely give uh, a real upper hand to the winner in terms of representing the South in the Pac-12 title game. Uh, the Trojans and Utah both sitting at 5-1. and one. Utah losing last week to Stanford. Uh, the Trojans obviously losing two, week ago, two weeks ago to Washington State. And uh, Utah obviously last year putting a, a loss on the Trojans. That uh, was a key factor in the Trojans not appearing in the title game last season. And uh, up until two weeks ago, it was the only loss of Sam Darnold's starting quarterback career. And uh, when asked about it this week, uh, is there a little taste in your mouth uh, to play Utah again? And uh, Sam, Sam admitted, yeah, a little bit. Uh, He goes, they're the only you know haven't beaten them. Uh, He goes, they they were my first offer. He's got a lot of respect for Coach Whittingham. Uh, but he said I'd be lying if uh, if I didn't say yeah there was a little bit to this game for him. Uh, that will obviously be a factor in this game is how much is Sam and the offense able to get things going. I actually think the running game is is the the key to the offense for this game. The, the ability to challenge time of possession. Utah knows how to keep the football uh, when they are on offense. But but more than anything, as far as uh, any stat or, or any particular run, it's it's just setting that mindset and identity of, of committing to running the football. Ball. Good things will usually happen for the Trojans uh, if they do that, and Stephen Carr will not be out there. Uh, Chuma Adoga more than likely will be there uh, at right tackle. It's unclear, but he was able to practice uh, on, uh, on Wednesday. Uh, Vianney Talamival obviously will not. He had season-ending season surgery uh, earlier this week, but you know Andrew Voorhees right there. Whether it's Clayton Johnston, Austin Jackson or Chuma Adoga at right tackle, uh, you got to go out and do with this game. You guys have played a couple football games, and uh, it's time to go against a very good Utah front. Uh, And even if Carr is not there, Ronald Jones is ready to put the team on his back for 20 to 25 carries uh, if need be. Vavai Malapiai. Aka Cedric Ware. We're going to talk a lot more about the running game uh, when we talk about this week in in USC practice. But I just see that being a key. Um, You look out there on their defense. Yeah, they are strong in the middle. Low low to Lulele. That's the best I'm going to do right there. Um, Very strong in the middle. Very good linebackers. They play it well. But you know what? Still the Cardinal and gold going out there. Still the Coliseum. Let's go out there and run the ball with a commitment. That That's what I want to see. Uh, flipping it over to the defensive side of the ball for the Trojans. Not sure who you're going to see at quarterback for Utah these days. Uh, Tyler Huntley has been their guy, their starter through the first part of the season. But he suffered a shoulder injury uh couple weeks ago and so it was Troy Williams uh, this last week who was that quarterback when they lost to Stanford. Trojans always remember Troy from last year. He was the quarterback from Narbonne who uh, led Utah to that victory. Uh, but Utah not being clear that even if Huntley can't go that it would be Troy Williams as a chance Cooper Bateman. Uh, could be in that mix as well. So a little bit of uncertainty there. Uh, The one thing we do know is that they can still run the ball. they they got a solid tailback. You're talking Zach Moss. You're talking an offensive line. That all five starters have started every game this season. That's certainly not something the Trojans can say, not something a lot of teams can say, but that's a lot of good consistency that they have trying to run the football. But what makes this team interesting is the guy they have on the outside, and that's Darren Carrington. Six-foot-three, a guy who's played a lot of football in the Pac-12 over at Oregon. This is his first year with Utah, but he is certainly making his presence felt. I mean, he he is up there uh, in, in receiving yards and yards per game and – uh, and in total catches as well, if, if, if you're talking about a guy who can be a big play guy, uh, this is it. And uh, we saw Tim Patrick last year from uh, U- U- Utah certainly had a good game. And so the USC defensive backs, that's one guy you're going to need to look at is, uh, is is Carrington when you're trying to get things done. So uh, it, it's going to be a good one. The Trojans right now favored anywhere from 10 to 12 points uh, for this one. Saturday night at 5 o'clock, and uh, for for, for Utah, this is pretty rare air. This is their first appearance on an ABC uh, national televised Saturday night game uh, for the Trojans. It's old hat. They've been here before, and that was really one thing I noticed at practice this week for the Trojans. Uh, It was a very comfortable feeling for them, and and they know how to play in big games. They know how to get up for this, so uh, definitely going to take that into the football game. Like a lot of Trojan fans right now, there's going to be a lot of focus on the offense, how things are done, how, how the flow of everything is. Sam Darnold's comments this last week about uh, some tendencies going on, whatever Sam did or didn't say, he said something. And uh, the spotlight is on that offensive play calling and how rhythm is done. And, uh, boy, sure would be good to come out there with a solid offensive performance and come away with a victory on this one. So uh, for the rest of the podcast, we have this week in uh, USC football with myself, Johnny Curran, and Greg Katz. And then John Major, uh, quarterback in 1981. Um He's going to be handling some offensive talk for us uh, for this week. And then Kevin Bruce, linebacker from 72 to 74, uh, is going to handle defensive, uh, Defensively Speaking Podcast Edition. So enjoy the rest of the podcast.
1: Gary Patswoods and Johnny Curran talking this week in practice. Uh, Johnny, I'm going to get started talking about uh, the importance of the USC running game uh, against Utah. I think that's going to be a real key. Uh, there's been so much talk about uh, the offense uh, kind of finding their way in the last couple of weeks and not really having a consistent identity uh, with what they were looking to do. And I think this is the game that, that you really need to make that commitment to the run game. Um, I know you have a couple guys on the right side of the offensive line uh, that are young. We don't know how much Chuma Adoga is going to play, but you, you're going to see Andrew Voorhees in there at right guard, and then Austin Jackson and Clayton Johnson, how much they get in. But those guys have played a couple games now. And, and so it's time to host Utah and see where you're at. And I think Ronald Jones, you only ran him 12 times last week. I, I think this is one of those games where, where you basically put, put the, on his shoulders. Uh, if you gotta run him 20, 25 times in the game, if you gotta throw in a little bit more of a Vive Pi and Aka Cedric Ware, Uh, I'm just fine with that, and and I want to see that because I think all three of those guys can bring a real physical element to the run game. So I would love to see this be one of those games like we saw uh, against Stanford where there was 38 rushes total in in the football game. Would love to see a big number like that when all is said and done because I really think this is a game they have a strong defensive front and two really good linebackers. I get that, but this is a game you need to establish that run game identity. Would love to see it happen. Your thoughts?
2: Um, well, well, to me, I want to talk a little bit about that right side of line, specifically uh Chuma Hadoga and some of the other guys who, kind of, who came back to week this uh, came back to work this week at practice. Um, some of the guys who've been injured. Uh, we'll start off with Chuma. He came back yesterday, and kind of to everyone's surprise, took part in the entire practice session. He obviously missed the last game. uh Was injured against Washington State with a high ankle sprain. You know, with those high ankle sprain. sometimes guys are out for quite a while with those, so it was really a pleasant sight to see him back at work, take part in uh, virtually the entire practice session, uh, I think in the final 11-on uh, period, they did actually have Clayton Johnston um, rotating in at that right tackle spot um, with Austin Jackson, but Adoga looked good yesterday, was moving well, um, and uh, you know, nothing's been determined yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if he, he plays this weekend, and that that would obviously go a long way in helping USC to establish that run game that you're talking about. Um, but he wasn't the only one who came back this week. Um, Daniel Matorbebe was getting more reps with each day that went. Yesterday, took part, you know, most uh, part of a practice system that I think I've seen all year was actually even taking reps in the final eleven-on-three, which I don't know that I've seen um, in quite a while. So I, you know, again, I, there's no determination on if he'll play this weekend. I, uh, Clay Halton said the plan all along has been Notre Dame. I think he's even surprised, though, with how well Himitor Bebe was uh, looking this week. So I don't think, and he would rule it out that he'll play this weekend. So we'll, we'll have to see. If uh, he does come back this weekend, I think that would, you know, maybe not so much in this game just yet, but long term, that's huge for the team because I think, you know, he does a lot for that passing game. I think behind Burnett. Um, he's the guy who Sam Darnold might have the most confidence in and out of everybody. So definitely something to keep an eye on there. Um, you know, then there were other guys who came back this week too, like Jalen Green and Jordan Steph are both off the compression uh protocol um this the last game. So there's some good, you know, things going for SC heading into this game. They should have a fuller roster. Um and we'll see that could that could have a definite impact this weekend. Uh real quick side note, Yonta yeah, Burnett did sit out on Wednesday, but I think that from what Clay was saying that's more of a precautionary measure than anything else. Um, he should probably feel probably ready to go this weekend.
3: Well, guys, let me tell you what I'm looking for. Um, I want to see physicality against Utah. I I don't know if you know maybe Stanford was an anomaly. Maybe you know the way we played against Stanford, it was one of those things where they actually got up for it, which means it's attitude. Uh, I think we saw some of it in Texas. You know, we saw a spirit, we saw a character. But what's going to happen against Utah and then a week later at Notre Dame? To me, is this is the season. This is, you know, most people would say if you're like five and one right now, that's who you are. You're, you know, the way you play. So sometimes the, the record is misleading. It's. I think most of us would agree that you know we, they haven't played at a certain level that we, uh, the expectations. But I want to see if this team's going to hit with Utah, because I know one thing about Utah. They're going to play four quarters of heavyweight championship slugfest, and I don't really care if it's a freshman on the offensive line. I go say, go out there and knock somebody's head off, pancake people, even if it's the wrong person, but show that you're not going to back down. Now, some of it might be offensive play calling, which you have to say is part of the mystery right now, uh, are you going to commit to the run, which is basically a statement that we are a physical football team? And up front, we've got to see defensively that they're going to really be attacking. And, that, you know, when they hit, they're just not tackling somebody. They're knocking somebody's mouthpiece out. So, to me, it's all about physicality. And hopefully uh, we will see what we saw in the Stanford game. John Major. Uh, John, let's
1: get uh a little talk in here for the USC offense going up against the Utah defense. Uh, we've had a chance to see Utah a couple times. You've watched their defense. What do you see from them and what they like to do?
4: Well, uh, Gary, what I've seen is uh, I watched uh, primarily two games, Stanford and Arizona. I thought that was their best competition of the year. And uh, they, they they pretty much stick to a pattern. They're going to go man free safety, so man across, corner, 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 and uh, and on the wide receivers or a tight end and then just a free safety playing very deep. It's going to be either Philip Afia or, uh, Corian Ballard, who I think one of them got hurt and, and Philip Afia number two has been playing last couple games, but he'll play very deep in kind of a zone. So, and then up front, they have, they have, which they always have that this big, strong, physical Polynesian kids and almost too deep from, uh, from, with, with, with those type of kids and they're so they can rotate them and uh, they're very physical. They can clog up the middle um, and then very physical linebackers. I don't know if they have a lot of range. I don't think they do, but they're physical. So, so tie them up, tie up your linemen and then the linebackers can come in and, and make the tackle. That's kind of always been the strategy when you have those type of physical fronts. Um, But I think that uh, I think that this defense is set up for uh, a good day for Sam. I think he's, he's going to see what, um, what, his, what his receivers can do in man-on-man coverage, and I think that we, can, we have better athletes at the receiver position than they do at corner. And also, um, I think their safety plays too deep, so we can have a lot of nice underneath short routes. Remember the old slants, quick outs, um, up in the hole, beat your guide, up the sideline. And um and get the ball out of Sam's hand quick.
1: And I know you've been talking about that uh as being one of the issues for Sam in terms of the pressure people are getting on him. Uh that they're they're attacking from all angles and they're having success. And so that's one key element to kinda kinda settle him down, if you will. To get his eyes focused and to get his eyes set. Um that's gonna be the strategy going in is a lot of quick passes of these guys. And how much would it help? Daniel Bebe practiced twice this week. How much would it help if he's out there? Well, I, I
4: think it would help to have Daniel finally get in there and play some this year um, and get meaningful time. I also would love to see his brother, Josh, get some meaningful time. I mean, he's been a guy that, I mean, he's impressed me every time I watch practice and even last week in the game. Um, he He's a guy that has got an incredible vertical leap, can make plays, and I think he's ready to shine with his brother also in the lineup. So. Um, we have, you know, three or four tight ends now that we can really throw at people. And I think it's that that is building as we come up through the season. Against Utah, what will be really nice is, you know, with that one high safety or, or, or one free safety, as you will, he, you know, if he's playing center field, um, all you have to do, you send, you can send a guy vertical, a wide receiver down one sideline, one down the other, and you can send a tight end up the middle. On a on a seam route, and really it's like a fast break. You have to the Sam can work that that free safety with his eyes because he's playing zone, so he's watching Sam, and he can kind of work him one side and throw the verticals on the other side. And all our guys have to do is beat their guy off the ball, and and get in a a sprinting match. And I think we can beat them in that sense. So look for some long balls or some long ball opportunities um, to complement the short game that we're going to use to try to get the ball out of Sam's hands, and also build confidence in the offensive line so they feel confident they're protecting them we're getting the ball out making plays and then we're taking shots down the field when the coverage gives us that opportunity now on third and long they'll go too deep they're pretty consistent every time it's third and seven or longer they will go too deep safety with a with five underneath zone usually and so that that is our guys sitting in windows finding areas and the linebackers like to get wide so there's going to be some opportunities kind of in front of the safeties and and between the linebackers in those windows in the middle of the field. So look for us to maybe attack those areas, not so much the deep ball on the long balls, because they try to take that away with the two deep safety. Maybe some draws, I think. Okay. Maybe some draws would be good plays too, because those, you know, we have a, a, when, when teams go too deep safety, you have an advantage in the run game because they put an extra guy um, in the second level of the defense. So, Maybe some draws, maybe some screens. Bring those back a little bit.
1: i I tell you, John, I, I think the Trojan run game is, is the key for this game. Um, we're, we're really sticking with that commitment to run the football. Yep. R- Ronald Jones is as healthy as he's been in a while. He had a, a lighter workload last week with only 12 carries. I think he's perfectly carry a beat capable of going 20 to 25 carries in this game. But, but we've also seen, you know, Stephen Carr doesn't look like he's going to be available. But with both Akasedric Weir and Vavai Malapiai, both of these guys have shown in their limited work so far, they are hard running backs too. So they can succeed in this kind of game. How would you use the running game? In respect to that front line of what they have, but to try to get our backs to the second level, what kind of run game would you establish in this game i, I think the
4: second level that you hit it right on i think I think in watching these watching these games um their safety their free safety when they're in the one high safety and he's playing really deep. He comes up and attacks the line of scrimmage when he's sent when they when he figures we've declared run, he'll come up hard to the line of scrimmage now that may that may work say three out of four times but the, and, and he may help you know kind of bring that extra guy up into the up into the front um but it also creates an opportunity for us if we can get to that second level and he gets caught in traffic to have big plays on the ground i mean 30 40 50 yard and, and as you saw against stanford all he did they contained love for most of the game but then they missed on a couple of those and he broke off large runs so um you know i think as far as how to to attack it, I think be patient because you'll get those opportunities for a miss from the secondary when you get to the second level. I think also because they're so big and physical up front, try to try to employ another another blocker into the hole, maybe through motion, maybe through um, formation. There's different ways to get an extra body in there to try to help, maybe especially some of your younger offensive linemen get some double teams in there. And the key is just to get him to the second level, and then he'll have an opportunity. As far as the rotation goes, you know, that's that's how a you, you know, good coach senses that. If a guy tends to get better with more carries, you want to keep that going. Um, if he needs rest and he's better with rest. I mean, I I always thought, you know, I'm fortunate to play with Marcus Allen. So he he never tapped out. He never wanted to come out, and he just kept carrying the ball, carrying the ball and seem to get better with more carries. So I think that's a feel thing, but I'd like to see Jones be able to get the 25 carries and see what he can do.
1: I agree with you on that. Let, 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 let's let talk on this final point here about the USC offensive line right now. This is a test. No question about it. The guys they're lining up from, like you say, they're, they're big, physical, and strong. We, we definitely recognize that. And you are putting a couple – new guys out there although they've been there a couple games and that's my point right, you might even right. get Chuma back but these guys have played two games right now you may be a true freshman but you've got a little bit of experience you've got your feet wet it's time to put on the big boy pants and go play some football this week I think so and uh you know I I think you know I'll give you an example from when I when I played
4: and I I played with a guy that went on uh, uh to the NFL Hall of Fame Bruce Matthews and I remember one game in particular it was against Oklahoma and we were trailing and he sat in the huddle, and, and one time he said, you know, I might have been a little bit too antsy, maybe getting rid of the ball too soon, not trusting in my offensive line. He's, he just said, Mazer, just, just trust us. We're going to protect you. Stay in there, okay? And let's do it. And, and you know, who's going to be that guy? And we did. We came back and won. So who's going to be that guy that steps up on the offensive line and gives Sam that confidence? I think Sam's a smart guy. So he's going to, you know, he's going to maybe take this week to get the ball out of his hands and and slowly let that, let, let that line give him that confidence. But who, who's going to be that guy that steps up that really gives him the confidence to say, you know, we got your
1: back on this the rest of the season. Great point, John. Let's have a good one this weekend. Yeah. Okay, Gary. Kevin Bruce, let's talk some USC defense uh, against Utah this, uh, this weekend. What the youths are bringing a fairly balanced offense for, for what they do usually run heavy, but, uh, they have a good receiver this year, a couple quarterbacks that we might see, and a veteran offensive line. What are you seeing from the youths?
5: Yeah, they're they're bringing the full package. And unlike, to your point, unlike prior seasons, last year in particular, if you want to contrast, it's more than just, uh, you know, bang hard up front, uh, you know, quarterback keepers on some, uh, some option, and uh, let's see how the scoreboard uh, adds up at the end of the game. They're bringing a um, – I would call it a, you know, quasi-balanced approach. They've got a quarterback that can throw, a little banged up right now, so I'm not sure how much we're going to see him, if at all. I think we will, by the way, just, you know, for what it's worth. They've got an mm-hmm. offensive line that is just they know what they're doing. They play together uh, a lot. And, uh, and if, you know, to their you know benefit, none of them are hurt so you got the same guys playing together which is incredibly important for the offensive line therefore the fronts that we show which they they have seen last year by the way uh they're they're somewhat ready for it. so you know we have to counter that kind of move uh there's a couple of ways of countering that I'll get to in a moment um but importantly um wide receiver Carrington game changer mm-hmm. As mm-hmm. uh, former Oregon player. He was effective at Darrell, by the way. He's even more effective at, at Utah. So um, he uh, almost, in my view, single-handedly uh, defeated Stanford last week. And it was Stanford's offense that ended up, uh, you know, putting the final points up on the board and, and the defense rising up right at the end um, that really pulled that game out. Uh, it was a great game to watch, by the way, for lots of reasons but it showed what Utah is capable of doing and they're, they're a solid football team and they bring a, uh, a four quarter play the full 60 minute team to the Coliseum and they're going to play tough and they're going to bring it and they're going to show some looks that uh, some of which we've seen and some of which uh, will be uh, new to us. And um, they will Cause, therefore, because of their hard running and the, uh, pass option, their RPO, by whichever quarterback plays, uh, they're gonna co- put a lot of pressure on the defense. And it'll be, uh, um, you know, up to the defense to respond. And part of that response is not just, you know, customizing the scheme solely for Utah. I mean, that's nice. Uh, they'll be There'll be some pieces and parts that'll be a little different. Some of it driven by our change in personnel with Porter Gustin out and Christian Rector in. Well, you've got a different style of play at that, quote, outside linebacker position. It's a defensive end position that uh, sometimes he might have uh, outside contain type responsibility, but essentially he's a defensive lineman. So we're, we're playing a three man front. Uh, with uh, with uh, Nuoso as an out, a true outside linebacker, uh, which is really – it's working well, by the way. No apologies. Um, and I like it. And it's a different look. Utah's not accustomed to seeing that from us. And I think it's very timely because we need that physicality with Rector that uh, is, a, is a notch above what uh, Porter brings. Porter brings a, a speed, strength game. Christian brings a big man game. Yeah, it's a different look different field, which I like a lot up front. We're going to
1: need sure. it this week. Let, let, let me ask your question along the interior. We we are banged up down there, Kevin. I don't think there's any question. Uh, this week in practice, where Rashim, Josh Fatu and Malik Dorton all banged up with various issues. We saw a big freshman in there last week in Brandon Peely. Um, what would you see from him in his first real action and, and how he might be able to be used?
5: Yeah, it's a really great question. First of all, I got to love this man. Um, he uh, he's out there he's playing he's he's a gamer you know um, you can tell he loves football he also he's like a serious seriously a freshman you know and, right. and they do freshman things and it's like well you know that that's it that's the deal however uh, his physicality is without question uh there and this is a a young man that enjoys playing football mm-hmm. i i i wish we could have seen him earlier but that you know there was thinking of redshirt and this and that. And, you know, um, what I saw against Oregon State was a, uh, a young man who was um, not used to college football, the speed of the, of the game, not just of how fast people I don't. It wasn't so much that. It's how physically exhausting it is to play, and he was not in game shape.
2: Mm-hmm. The only
5: way to get into game shape is play the game, which he did. So, uh, and I suspect this week of, uh, last week of practice, then a game, and then this week of practice, he's, he's really uh, dialed up the physicality. Young man, so they're gonna, re- he, he'll respond very quickly. He's obviously an extraordinary a- athlete. That's there, that's unquestioned. Um I like his play, Um and I'm looking forward to see what he does. And by the way, he does not accustom to um, Brandon's here on the field. They've never seen him before. They saw Stevie T last year, they, and they knew all about him. They knew him, sure. <laughs> yeah, they sure did. And, uh, and Stevie T did a great job. Brandon looks like he has a, a different style of play. Um, he's a physical mismatch for a center. And uh, I'd like to see uh, a lot of one technique uh, with his play or uh, three in, uh, three – Slash inside technique, inside shape of of the guard, and with maybe a down a down toward the center. Brandon gives him a real I come across the face of the center. In particular, I try to target uh, the, the center for Utah's right hand. It's come across his right hand. The center hate that by the way. Just
1: let it I like share it. that with you. Yeah, there <laughs> we go. And uh, yeah, and then also the loss of Marlon Tui Poloto this week, as we found out, another. Another blow down there, losing him to a back injury. Let let me ask you really quick, uh, you mentioned Carrington, and and I agree with you. I think this guy, um, he's a real weapon out there. How do you see uh, the Trojans defending him with those corners out there? Um, I know Clancy rarely gives a little help. Do you see that happening in this game, or is this a one-on-one matchup for Biggie or Jack, whichever way it works out?
5: Yeah, there's a a number of ways to to attack that. One is – to double, which you're right, Clancy doesn't like to do that, especially with the safety. The the safeties are for, you know, uh, uh, either run support or home run uh, prevention, right, the big play prevention. Um, I won't get into the third down conversion comments, uh, but let's just say that that's one approach. We won't see that very often. there were some comments I, I saw last week or heard actually, I think maybe on the broadcast, the uh, cloud cover. That's basically uh, uh, running thirds, right? So you got one cornerback, cornerback dropping back deep uh, or so. And then similarly with uh, us two safeties, right? So you got a third of the field covered. Third, third, third. All right. It's one quarterback, cornerback uh, uh, designed to cover you know, flat and man cover and and, and so forth. Um, we're not, not going to see a lot of that this week. Uh, you're, you'll see maybe uh, halves, uh, two safeties, uh, um, uh, some nickel, a lot of nickel, frankly, with run support because it's working. We do a great job with our safeties on run support. Go, go figure, but it's a very effective approach. That gives Clancy the opportunity to uh, make some calls to what to do about Carrington. Carrington will be uh, uh, handled, uh, you know, one-on-one. Not always a man cover. There'll be some zone, but what what I do expect to see is some uh, underneath uh, uh, coverage, whether it's from um, cam, uh, from a mic backer, underneath perspective, uh, or with a nickelback um, rolling over uh, mm-hmm. underneath. It'll be underneath. It won't be over the top. So cornerback will have deep responsibility, and somebody, to be divert, determined, will have the underneath uh, uh, a route. That, in particular, will come into play on third downs, on slant routes. <clears throat> on the out moves, uh, that's basically a man-on-man you know, cover. Own. you gotta! You gotta! He hits hard. He hit and breaks hard, and he's a tough man to cover. He'll make the catch.
1: It's going to be a uh, reality check football game, Kevin. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, this one's for the lead in the Pac-12 South. This one is from a Utah team. I like what you mentioned earlier about the physicality that they've that they've developed in recent years. I think when you look at where they were when they entered into the Pac- Pac-10, Pac-12. Uh, Mm -hmm. What they've done to raise their game and become a legitimate contender, you have to tip your hat uh, to that. They have done that.
5: (laughs) They have. Nothing but uh, compliments in their direction, Uh, and that's all and true. That said, let's put on our helmets, put on our uh, our shoes, let's go out there and uh, basically play Trojan football. And uh, let's just go win the game, play it, have some fun and let's
1: get it done. I'm with you on that. Let's have a good one on Saturday. Thanks, Kevin.